Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive, you're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf, our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express, six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food, including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners. Bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better, nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, anyone that's a hockey fan. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It is our Tuesday night staple. It's where it all started on the podcast at ITHSW Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host as always from about 10 feet below sea level on beautiful Long Island, New York in that palatial estate that goes for miles and my man, Patrick Causey, uh from Colorado College, going to go take pictures of it for us, folks, and we'll put it up on Twitter when we get this estate. Paul, how are you? Miles, you mean millimeters? <laughs> oh, miles, millimeters, semantics. Yeah, it's semantics. <laughs> how are you? Uh, there's nothing really going on, so we should just... Okay, that's it, folks. Uh, Play the read. (laughs) Anyway, um, if you could see me right now, Paul, you would go, oh, my goodness, what's happened to you? Because I have uh, toothpicks in my eyes because I have absolutely been nonstop since uh, two days ago. Uh, But today was crazy. I was on the uh, NCHC media uh, Zoom. I was on the Air Force media zoom at least part of it um until the connection went bad um i was uh at denver and uh talked with coach carl again 
and uh, Cameron Wright got a nice feature with Cameron. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cool because he's the only um, grad transfer that came across um, the portal for Denver. So I really wanted to see what it was like. And he, he had some really, um, how should I say it? Some really neat comments as to how his hockey career has been and what he's looking forward to this weekend at the XL Energy Center. Um, so yeah, amongst doing other stuff, that's what I've been doing all day. And of course, Stephen Marsh, our, our man is, uh, in, uh, St. Louis doing a fantastic job with the ACHA. It all ends tonight. There is 20 minutes left and the Lindenwood Lions, Paul, they're up three to two, 20 minutes to go. Uh, I know they were winning two, nothing. Um, I, I just, uh, good job by Steven, by the way, this weekend, he's really done. Uh, a bang up job this week. Um, not that I want him to hear that because I don't want to, I don't want his head to swell to the size of yours, but um, he's done a really good job. Um, and uh, UCO came back, tied the game up, and Lindenwood took a second period lead here. Um, in this edition of the shall we say, last ACHA game? <laughs> At least for uh, this we, group. I don't we, know if they're going to form don't, another. We don't have that official yet. But... They, they, might, they might form another ACHA team. But um, now, officially, the word is going to come next Monday. I'll be in uh, Lindenwood uh, to visit with uh, not only the president of the university, but the head coach, Rick Zombo. Uh, I got to tell you a quick story. Last night, I told Stephen, I said, you know, you got to get to see and get an interview with Zombo because um, I, I said, he, you know, his team's undefeated and they're going to play for the national championship. Well, he was a nervous wreck because uh, Rick Zombo is rather intimidating. <laughs> Can I say that? Uh, sure. Just just from a distance. So uh, he finally did get down to, to uh, Rick's office and Rick graciously uh, said, come on in, but, but hurry up. Cause I got to go. I'm, I, I've been here a long day. <laughs> as only Rick could say. And then he said, are we doing, are we doing audio or video? And Steven said, it'll be both video and audio. And then he said, oh, hold on a minute. I got to get the chew out of my mouth. Oh, I see. I thought, yeah, well, that's... Oh, goodness. And Steven got done and I said, how'd it go? And he goes, oh, well, it was a rough start, but it ended really well. And I said, well, I told you when you go in there, before you even say anything about what you want to do, introduce him yourself as working with me because uh you got to break the ice a little bit with rick <laughs> so he did but uh and, and anyway he, said, thrown out? he got a nice he got a nice interview with rick and then one of his players and uh he said so, man it turned out he's a pretty nice guy but he sure is scary <laughs> as only steven could tell us well uh, you know uh, listen uh, let's just say uh Coach Zombo probably spent a moment or two in the penalty box when he was in the NHL. Yeah, NHL college. In college, I think he spent some time in the visitors' bench and uh, bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a story for another day. Uh, yeah, goodness. We'll have to get that from him. 
Uh, that, that's great. He, he told me he was looking for it. He said he used to have it on VHS and he lost it and he can't find it. Uh, but anyway, well, that's a whole nother story. We'll get into that. But um, yeah, it, it, that, the news is leaking out uh, that uh, and we haven't got the official announcement. Like I said, that'll be next Monday. But um, man, oh, man, let's get back to uh, talking uh, what's going on in uh, college hockey and the playoffs that are now approaching. Um, what do we say? The, the semifinals and finals everywhere uh, in uh, leading up to the selection Sunday show on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. We're going to call it basically though. The uh, they'll call it selection Sunday. We pretty much know who the selections are. Now it's just a matter of where they put those bottom four teams. There's not a lot of, uh, They just look kind of the way the pairwise is broken down. There's not a lot of – I don't think you'll see a lot of movement in terms of the brackets. I could be wrong. But, um, you know, it's crazy to say this, but I guess the wild card is North Dakota. Yeah, well, um, Bradbury thinks that his team is pretty good, as does Scott Sandlin, as does – Pat Firstweiler, as does well, no, David I mean, Carl. When it, came, when it comes to, when it comes to <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, brackets. Yeah, I hear you. Yep, I hear you. They, they are the wild card, depending on what they do. Uh, as you would expect in the media today, it was a lot of talk about the return to Excel Energy Center. It was a lot of talk about uh, – uh, I asked uh, Brad Berry, I said, did that, last weekend against uh, Colorado College, did that help prepare you? And he goes, oh, no doubt. He said, anytime you can play in a conference where the number eight team is as good as Colorado College is – High praise he gave uh, Chris Mayotte as well uh, for the job that he's done down there and um, basically pushing them to uh, to the point of no return, basically. Well, listen, uh, I'm pretty sure we said it Sunday night. and, and uh, I can't even remember what the heck we were talking I know we talked about it, but, you know, as far as last last night is concerned on uh, you and Jordan show, um, well, I don't know if CC can play any better than they played this weekend. Uh, I think they played a perfectly executed game. And I think, as you said, that probably helped North Dakota a lot heading into this weekend. Um, yeah, I think I think out of all the teams, that probably was the most. There was questions asked to uh, Scott Sandlin about um, the fact that he was the only team to the only road team to sweep right. and there were all sweeps, <laughs> but right. he was the only road team to sweep. And, and I, and I think, you know, as, as we'll spend a lot of time on, on, on these other teams, um, you know, I, I, I know I like to give you a lot of garbage about your black and gold pom-poms, but uh, they earned them this weekend. I, I know that, they're, they would sit there and tell you publicly that uh, they didn't win, so they didn't accomplish their goal. But I think privately they'll tell you that that's as good as they played all year. Uh, had they played just about any other team, they at least take it to a third game. Maybe they don't take Denver to a third game because I think Denver's still in their heads, but uh, they played that way against anybody else. Who knows? They could 
They could have even won. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, full disclosure, uh, we were trying to get Chris Mayotte on. He's coming back from Michigan, so I'm assuming he had some things to do. Come on, coach. Uh, Let's go. So uh, he he may or may not jump on. I haven't Uh, gotten a final word. So if all of a sudden Chris Mayotte joins us, we're going to be very, very happy. But if he doesn't, we get it. We get it. We understand uh, what it's like. Things are getting crazy for uh, the NCHC. I want to get right back to that in just a minute, but I have to comment because uh, I was in uh, the uh, Magnus Arena and I came out and I had to hurry to get on the uh, the Zoom uh, with the uh, Air Force Falcons. And when I got on, my my connection was so spotty that I just finally had to leave. And I'm waiting right now to download the the whole version. Uh, from it, but I did see Frank Saratori introduce himself, and uh, in, in true Frank fashion, he came out, and you could only see from about the neck up. And he said, "I'm glad you guys can't see my costume because I'm wearing the glass slippers." He said, "It's oh, Cinder- he said it's Cinderella. Cinderella has arrived here." And he said, "I'll tell you again, we got no business being in this in, in this tournament. Uh, oh. This team has no business being in this tournament." And he said, I guess the guys just didn't get the memo. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going like, oh, oh Frank. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and I can only imagine what uh, Eric Lang was thinking and doing at that time uh, as uh, you know, the, the coach of uh, AIC. Um, you know, and, and, and the other coaches that were also uh, in that. In, in that final four there in that bracket with those uh, in that conference um, as you know these guys are like oh man like really Frank they're probably rolling their eyes and like you've got to be kidding like, <laughs> talk about shoveling it Oh, no. And let me tell you, we talked about this, I think, either Sunday or last night. But um, I think they couldn't have gotten a more favorable first round matchup than RIT because uh, Canisius would have been a really anybody in that. And the rest of the teams in there would have been a very tough matchup for them. But to be able to get RIT, a team that I thought they were going to sweep late February out here at uh, the Air Force Academy, this is a really, really favorable matchup. And if you get Alex Schilling at his best, um, I'm going to say that Air Force is going to end up in that championship game and that anything can happen, as you know. Well, listen, I mean, the coach was laying the groundwork with me on, 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 on Saturday night. Like, they're playing with house money. Uh, his guys, his team that only has one senior, the goalie, in Alex Schilling, has already won a playoff series. At this point, they have nothing to lose. Um, and as you know, Paul, they didn't just win. They swept at Army. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, um, you know, give them credit. You know, when you win, it's always hard to win on the road. Always. And, you know, they're going up against a team in, in RIT that, that split their series. You know, uh, RIT had to go to, to Sunday to beat Sacred Heart in the, in the in the final game. 
So, you know, they were uh, pushed to the limit, too. And they were pushed to the limit at home. And uh, so it'll be a very interesting week, a weekend in Utica. I think there are a lot of eyes on that foursome. As much for what happens in the stands as for what happens on the ice. Ooh, to elaborate, to elaborate. Well, as, as I mentioned, uh, maybe I mentioned, I don't know, um, but uh, Utica College, which has been a very good Division three program, um, is now the University of Utica. And, you know, in, in the various readings and rumblings, um, one could infer that they are exploring getting out of their division and moving up a little bit. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You know, in a, in a big crowd in that Atlantic Hockey Final Four there. Might open some eyes if you get my drift. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of a nice crowd, boy, this is a nice crowd uh, at uh, the Centene Community Ice Center. And Lindenwood has just taken a 4-2 lead. Um, uh, UCL might finally be running out of gas as they played. Uh, you know, normally they say in an ACHA you have to win four or play four, win four games in five days. Well, with the overtimes, the six overtime periods and the little change, that uh, that uh, UCO has played. I just don't see how you can continue this pace, and maybe it is starting to catch up with them now. Late in the uh, well, early in the third period. Let's put it that way. So well, listen, um, I am surprised. I I'm surprised I had anything left the next night. Oh, me too. Me too. Especially. I don't know if you uh, got to hear Steven's comments, but um, he talked with the coach and he said, we had a game plan to play UNLV hard, physical. We wanted to be really tough on them. And I'm going like, man, how can you even muster up the strength to uh, be hard on a team like UNLV? But they pulled it off. It was a close game. It was 4-2 with an empty netter, but uh, they did pull it off. Yeah, I, like I said, it's a uh, got to give them a lot, a lot of credit. You know, I know you, I know you guys will talk a lot about this tomorrow on uh, the Great West podcast. Um, so we'll see uh, what ends up happening in the last 15 minutes of that game tonight. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, right now, I would say Lindenwood is, uh, unless they totally disintegrate, uh, which doesn't look like they are because they're all over the ice. Uh, Rick Zombo said last night was their best game of the three that they'd played so far. So if they were improving on that, look out. Okay, uh, enough of the ACHA for right now. Um, again, back to the uh, the frozen face-off because the, the teams that are coming in, and David Carl said this today, um, he said, I think the four teams that are in the uh, NCHC frozen face-off might be better or equal to the teams we're going to see in the frozen or in the uh, – Frozen four. <laughs> In the frozen four, yes. Trying well, to get all these words together. But that's what he thinks. Uh, the quality of play for the four teams would be equal to or better than what you'll see in the frozen four. Well, why would you not think that? Honestly, why would you Why would you not think that? 
Um, you have Denver, number three in the pairwise. You have North Dakota, number six, uh, number six in the pairwise. Right. You have Western Michigan, number five in the pairwise. And the Vampires at number nine. You know, figuring that one or two of those teams is going to end up in a bracket together. What are the odds you're going to get that that you're going to get a a higher ranked group of teams from the pairwise in the Frozen Four? Yeah, yeah, you're 100 percent correct. We talked about it last night with Jordan McAlpine on uh, analytics and eyeballs that. Uh, it, it's very West dominated, which would mean the NCHC. Um, you know, all four of the teams know that they're going into uh, the NCAA. Doesn't seem to damper the enthusiasm right now, though. They all still want to oh, win. Want to win? Yeah. And, and and Brad Berry, I asked him about it. I said, "How important is it for your team to win?" And he said, "Well, it, we want to win because none of us want to lose the momentum we're building. And we let's be honest, to. if you win six more games." Um, you're going to win the national championship. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we didn't even get, and, and that doesn't include St. Cloud, by the way, which is at number 10 right now. So five of the 10 teams in the top 10 of the pairwise are are from the NCHC. You have three Big Ten teams, an ECAC team, and a CCHA team. Five out of ten. Yeah, I know. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and another thing, and when you get a chance to see the uh, the Cam Wright uh, video, I asked him at the very end, I said, um, so you're playing Duluth. And I said, my co-host likes to think the uh, the Duluth Bulldogs are uh, kind of vampirish. So I said, if you need me to load you up with some garlic, and he started to laugh, and I said, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? He goes, oh, yeah. He said they they won back-to-back champions championships a couple of years ago. They definitely know how to win hockey games when it comes time to uh, go to the one-and-done part of the, the uh, hockey season. Uh, listen, I mean, we sit around and, and, and you know, we do this, and we kind of joke about it, but – Honestly, not really a joke. You know, it's it's just a way of describing a team that just doesn't go away. Even when they don't win. You know, uh, how many blowouts do they actually get involved in when they're losing? I don't think they get involved in a lot. No. They're not no. usually, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say they blow a lot of people out. Although this year they've 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 scored a lot of goals this year. Yeah, they, they've been anymore. in the slump though, Paul, because uh, uh, somebody asked Scott Sandlin today about the the weekend at St. Cloud, and he said, "Well, for starters, we scored, <laughs> we scored a few times. That <laughs> yeah. made it easier." <laughs> well, even when they've it, it's it's weird because you go through their stretch in February, um, and and you also have to take the opponents into consideration, right? You you gave up. Um, five at Denver in a loss, right? I mean, okay, so you gave up five to Denver. I mean, nobody everybody gives up five that, to Denver. Right? <laughs> um, you gave up. You went to North Dakota, you got beat 
twice, but one of those games you gave up four goals. It's still very Unduluth-like. Um, you gave up four goals to Miami one night. Very Unduluth. You know, these numbers just... Um, even the games they win, they don't usually get more than three. But they did against St. Cloud, and they won a game in overtime. So that doesn't hurt. But they yeah. just, you know, when when you think of Duluth, you think of two to one games and three two games at most. You know. Well, you, go ahead. You almost expect every game to be one one at the end of regulation, <laughs> right? Well, there's a guy named Ryan Fantu that plays goaltender for them, and he's been really really good. Uh, there was talk today about that, and the other thing Scott Sandlin brought up about the the weekend in St. Cloud was. He said, you know, it's for one of the very few times this year, we've had our entire team together for more than a day or two. We've had two or three weeks now where we've had everybody, whether they, um, some of the guys were sick, some, some had COVID, some were uh, with the Olympic team. Uh, so he said, it's been really difficult this year to, uh, to give a feel for what my team is like. Guess what? They're all healthy. If they stay healthy and they're all together, oh, they are going to be a tough out. And don't think Denver doesn't know that because uh, almost everybody in Denver is using this. We should have beat them that second game. Um, Cam Wright said that we should have won one of the two we lost to them. Uh, They're all leaning towards that one they lost at home uh, to UMD that's leaving a sour taste in their mouth and has put the chip back on the shoulder of the Denver Pioneers. Well, listen, you got to – you you always want to play with a chip on your shoulder and whatever it takes to put it there. Um, you know, as usual, though, with the coaches, we have to kind of read between the lines because there were a few other teams that lost a few players most throughout the season, too. So, yeah. yep. Um, you know, we're still not 100% sure what North Dakota's lineup is going to be this weekend. Uh, Denver has had guys been out in and out of the lineup. Yeah, well, we know one thing with Denver. It's very highly unlikely that Auntie Tuomi still plays this weekend. Um, uh, They haven't ruled him out, but it sure looks like um, that's a possibility that he does not play. Um, So, Well, that's kind of my point, right? Yeah, is that that what you're going to miss that's going to keep you out? I don't think so. I think Denver's just too deep, but... um, I think what is important in both games that, that start Friday night, at least in the NCHC, is that the, the team that gets out early and gets the lead and comes with the most intensity, I think is the team that's going to um, win the game. I just think so. Well, I'll go even further out on that limb that you really didn't really go out on. It Obviously, whoever stays out of the box is – yeah, that's that. I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I was going next. I, I told, well, I asked this question in kind of a statement and question. I said, in my estimation of watching college hockey for 40 years, um, one of the things that, uh, or two of the things that I think can de- derail a team in a one and done, and I think you'll agree with me, is uh, injury slash illness, if you're missing players in a one and done. And the second thing is losing your composure because um, if you lose your composure and you get a five-minute major, that can turn the tide. Just one five-minute major can turn the tide into one and done. 
And uh, I asked Coach Carl about that. I asked uh, um, uh, Cam Wright about it as well. And they both said they've been talking about this for a long time, about how you have to keep your emotions in check. David Carl went as far as to say, um, we're telling our guys, hey, don't hit anybody in a vulnerable position because even if it's close, you could get a five. Well, they review everything now. Okay, the way the the way the the rule is set up is the refs would rather call something and have to change it than not call something and not be able to change it. Right, and the other thing that that David was getting at is the fact that um, uh, the the fact that there's so many reviews now that uh, you can think in real time it wasn't a major. But you can go back and and uh, watch it in slow mo, and you can uh, determine that it was a major. So he said it's better off just to avoid it altogether. Um, they lost Kyle Mayhew last yeah. uh, Saturday night, and and they they got him on a slew foot. And I'm not sure it was a slew foot, but if you looked at it, and we did in the press box, uh, frame by frame, see you that's could the see, problem. See that's could, yeah, that's see, exactly that's, the that, problem. That's the problem. I, I, you're and and I don't think about, Kyle intended that. We're, we're, we're not talking about, did the puck go over the line? You know, we're not talking about, was it an offsides? You know, uh, or did the puck go over the goal line? You're officiating it at re- in real time. And then you're reviewing it frame by frame by frame by frame. And let me tell you, as you know, when you start looking at it in frame by frame, uh, things look a lot different. And at a lot of different angles and more than once. Yes. If if you Uh, can't really see it in real speed, you want to slow it down a little bit? Okay, fine. Like I said... if you're doing it frame by frame by frame, that's not the way the, the eye works. No, and you're you're then then you're at the point where what what's the purpose of an official? You might as well just uh, have it on video replay and determine stuff. I, I'm I'm in jest there, but uh, you know what I mean. It's like you know I officiated for a number of years, right. and I can tell you that that was. Um, you know, I use my eyeballs. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, yeah. uh, and here's the other bad thing. Your eyes are. <laughs> the frustrating part of uh, why do you think they got so bad? Anyway, um, the uh, the other thing that's frustrating is when I refereed, I, I looked at the play. It was either a penalty or it wasn't. If it was a penalty, my arm went up immediately. I did not wait for the reaction of the crowd. I did not wait for the reaction of the bench. I did not wait for the reaction of the player that um, – went down or whatever. If you had to think about it, it wasn't a foul. Exactly. Exactly. And there's way too much of that right now. And I think it's because officials are afraid of being scrutinized. That's another topic. That's a summer topic. Uh, we'll work on getting um, Mike Schmidt on the uh, supervisor officials for the NCHC this summer and uh, dig into referee. And that'll be a lot of fun, but. Well, it's um, funny because just, just <laughs> as a side note, um, when I was up at the army this past weekend, uh, sitting next to a guy. And the first night, I didn't really talk to him. I didn't say anything. You know, he's writing in his little book. Um, and I asked 
the next night I saw him, I said, are you a scout? And he says, no, I'm here to look at the officials. And they said, so you are a scout. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he was, Good point. he was evaluating the officials to go on to the next round of the Atlantic hockey tournament. But so, um, that was just a side note, but, uh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Let's take a break. Let's come okay. back and let's talk about, uh, air force again, because I think they deserve a little bit more talk. And I know we've got uh, somebody on our chat bar that's in, really enthusiastic about what the, quote, academy did to Army. So we'll be back and talk about it in about three minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with Summer Skates. Officially licensed Summer Skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your Summer Skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Alright, still got it Still got it Who's old now? Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. 
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining me tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, back from West Point and uh, back to that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, uh, are you in the summer home? Because now you're in Denver <laughs> and not Centennial. Are you in the summer home? Oh, I knew you were working on something. I knew you were working on something. Just curious. Uh, Okay, folks, let's move on. Because Paul Hornstein was at the uh, beautiful West Point, and uh, (laughs) he got to see nothing but snow, folks. So uh, he didn't didn't even send me one picture of those historic buildings on that property. So now I am forced to have to go look at it myself. But anyway. Uh, things on the ice. Paul, you and I last summer started talking about Air Force when we had Frank Sertori on, and we've had him on right. multiple times. And one thing that we concluded uh, before the season ever started was watch out for Air Force at tournament time because year after year after year, team after team after team, Air Force finds a way to to, to start playing some really good hockey at playoff time. And there's a lot of teams that peak early. There's a lot of teams that never peak. And then you take the same group of kids that Frank's been calling young and inexperienced all the way along, all the way now to uh, where they got their glass slippers on as Cinderella. Oh my God. Good job. I mean, you would expect nothing less from the czar to, but, but to start that you would expect nothing less. And, you know, I'm just saying. You know, he is so much fun. I have enjoyed Absolutely. so many times being there because he'll he'll come at you and then he'll then he'll come and hug you. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget the Army Air Force game when they when Air Force lost the first one. And uh, you know, I don't I don't like talking to coaches after they lose because what are they going to say? Right? They lost. You know, they talk talk about a winning thing and, and and you know just let it go and let them get over it well frank was frustrated and uh he passed me that night and kind of grumbled at me and everybody else i do that, that to you all meeting. the time whether my teams win or lose <laughs> i know but he kind of grumbled at me and i didn't t- think anything of it because i knew the frustration um and then the next night i got there a little early and uh i'm walking in the door and all of a sudden somebody comes and puts their arm around me and i'm going like well who the heck is this and and it's frank and he says hey uh, sorry about last night Come with me. And he takes me into the player's lounge and he says, come here and have something to eat and drink. Because he said, I, I was a ass last night. <laughs> that sounds about right. That, that sounds I like started, I started laughing and here I was. And he wouldn't let me leave the uh, player's lounge <laughs> because he felt like he owed it to me. I said, hey, you owe me nothing. I understand. Uh, it's, it's an emotional game and I get it. But... Um, was this as emotional as that series was here, Paul? And I know you only got to see it on, on TV or, or through my videos, but was it as emotional um, as that, or or was it just uh, good hockey? Um, well, first of all, it was good hockey. I don't want to take anything away from the, the actual play. Now, was the Friday night game a little sloppier than the Saturday night game? Yeah. But it was still fun to watch both games were fun to watch um you felt the intensity um you know the the crazy thing is if you watch or if you 
I mean, Air Force has basically been playing playoff hockey since the end of January. They've had eight of their last 11 games go to overtime. And they've won six of those. Or one, two, three, four, five, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Actually, might even be more than that. So there's five. Yeah, I'm sorry. Eight of their last 11 games go to overtime. Uh, they lost one. They lost one in a shootout. And they won the other six. You know, they basically, like I said, that's a lot of overtime games. That's a lot of tight games. That's a lot of playoff-type games. You know, that, that basically started with the second game that they played against Army up there in Colorado Springs, winning that game 3-2 to two in overtime. Um, had an overtime game at Canisius. Had an overtime game with Holy Cross. Another one at Bentley. Two at, RI, at RIT. And the two here this past weekend. And, you know, that's a lot of tight games and a lot of tight games in a row. And, you know, as, as the coach said, you know, as he's putting on his glass slipper, <laughs> that they're playing his, with house money. His costume. <laughs> you know, uh, I just don't know if the coach needs a pumpkin. <laughs> uh, I absolutely or whatever as they go up to Utica this weekend because I think right now they're probably still at West Point I don't think they've uh, gotten to, went to, gone to Utica yet uh, uh, they did tell me that uh, had they won and then I found that you know on Friday that they were going to stay there at West Point um, they've done it before Coach Territory said um, you know uh, I, I, I didn't even pay attention to that. I just saw that they were doing a Zoom, so I'm assuming they must be out there because they would have had it live uh, at the Air Force Academy. So that, that makes sense. I mean, why why travel back and forth? But uh, here's why I think Air Force has a really good chance of getting to the championship game on Saturday and maybe even winning it and being that uh, true Cinderella into the uh, the NCAA tournament. Have you have you exchanged your pom your black and gold pom poms now for blue and white ones? No, coach, coach Mayad, if you're listening, I still got the black and gold ones. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, oh, I'm just, but, I'm just listen. I am just I, asking. Because yeah, well, I I, I, I have, have some blue, I have some blue and gray and white as well, um, because you know uh, I love the teams that we support and uh, that we follow and we cover. Um, speaking of that, <laughs> the Lindenwood Lions may have just made it an eight-two game. They have scored. It's seven two, and I think they just scored again. And there's four minutes left. Uh, UCO is out of gas, as you would finally expect them to be. Really, kind of an unfair fight, but congratulations! I think we can say to uh, Coach Rick Zombo and the Lindenwood Lions, no better way to make a jump to NCAA hockey than to uh, do what I said. We when did I say that, Paul? Did I say that way that back in August? Happening. Did I say? They want to win the national championship in their own building before they make the jump. Did I we say that? We don't know. We don't know that that's happening yet. No, true. We don't. We don't. But wouldn't it be nice if you won the national championship at the level you're at, and then you climbed up, a la Arizona State? Yeah. Well, it would be very, very nice. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to that. Back to Air Force. Um, here's why I think they're going to be uh, a factor in the uh, Final Four of Atlanta hockey. 
They have an experienced senior goaltender who not only is cool, calm, and collected, but he is a leader. Uh, he wears a C. He, uh, he leads by example on and off the ice. That's number one. And number two is you've now got some young, talented players that have gained some valuable experience. And I'm talking about Blake Bride. I'm talking about um, Nate Horn. I'm talking about Willie Rhyme. I'm talking about um, uh, Luke Rowe. And I can go on and on and on about it because there are uh, just a number, a number of uh, players that have become um, boys to men. No, not the song, not the group. Uh, but anyway, they've become boys to men at the military academy that is Air Force, and uh, it's starting to show. Well, I, I think that uh, you know, like like the coach said, we we, we have no, we we are playing with house money. I realize that uh, he is just trying to uh, force the other the other teams into. Uh, the role of the favorite, um, you know, but, uh, and that's not, that's not unusual. I mean, coaches do that all the time, you know? Um, but he, he'll say, well, we finished in sixth place. All these teams finished ahead of us. <laughs> true. True. They did he's not wrong. No, he's not. Not. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so that's, that's, uh, air force in a nutshell. Um, don't be surprised Saturday night, Paul, if uh, we're talking about the fact that they knocked off uh, AIC or whoever they get if they win that first game against RIT. Uh, because I think if there's a if there's a true upset this year, it's coming in Atlantic Hockey again. This is this is just set up for it, and well, it's, it's not really... to take away anything from AIC because they're a great team. But man, when you get um, when you get a team of destiny and that could be what air force is this year look out well listen there's only two places the upsets are going to happen bemidji over minnesota state um and somebody beating aic for the atlantic hockey championship and this is not to, not you know you can sit there and say well what if uconn or Right. Well, but UConn is the lowest team left in terms of the pairwise in Hockey East. They're 19th. You know, yeah. UMass yeah. is UMass is 11. Lowell is 13. Northeastern is 14. And Providence, who's out and can't win, is is 17. BU is 18, and UConn is 19. And oh, just for extra. Uh, Merrimack, who's also out, is twenty. So you're you're that that's not the same thing as uh, AIC, who's at twenty two. And you go all the way down, even RIT, thirty eight, Mercyhurst, thirty nine, Air Force, forty five. Yeah, one of those teams beating AIC is a true upset. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Bemidji beating Minnesota State would be a true upset. Well, and I don't want to ever say that a team won't won't compete because that's not in uh, Minnesota State's nature. But if no, 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 no. that's not, listen. That here's the nothing. thing: no one's Minnesota, saying that they're not going to play. No, no, I know that. I'm just saying that if Minnesota State wins or loses, it's not going to change. They're going to be the number one overall seed on Sunday night. 
and that as that won't change. But but if Bemidji State were to win, they're not in the tournament right now. They would get the auto bid, which would mean another Minnesota team and another Western team would get in. Remember how I told you it could end up being thirteen to three as far as East and West. That that's still a possibility. Yeah, I just, I'm just listen. I mean, like I said, I mean, it, obviously you're talking about, and, and it, you, you, it's there. Are one, two, three, four, five. At, at best, it'll be a ten-six. East West split or 11 5 in favor of the West, depending on what happens. Um, so, you know, this has been a, a, a good year for the Big Ten and the NCHC. And, you know, Hockey East got off to a very, very slow start, as did the ECAC. Yeah, those are all uh, very valiant points. Um, it, it, but um, you know, it is it is what it is. The teams that get in are the teams that get in. Uh, it'll be a battle, as it always is in the NCAA tournament. For those that don't know, the changes coming this year, Paul, you brought it up. Every game will be independent, right? You'll be able to see yeah. every game with yep. no crossovers. Right. And secondly, is um, geez, my week next week, I was just talking to uh, the SID, Ron Navenbauer from Denver. And I said, what's your plans for next week? He goes, well, um, right now I'm thinking that Coach Carl's going to want to practice on Wednesday in Loveland. Uh, so he'll do his media up there. I'm going, oh, boy. Uh, I, and it's not that far. It's 60 miles, but whatever. Uh, so that would be Wednesday. The games, uh, the two games are Thursday. So there'll be a morning skate and then a game. And then uh, – Friday is off, and he said, yeah, we'll probably just stay up there and practice on Friday. So if you want any media, it'll be done Friday in Loveland. And then the games again are Saturday night, the championship game. So uh, <laughs> it, it could be a Wednesday through Saturday in Loveland for me. Uh, and and, and, and it, listen, at $4 a gallon plus for gasoline right now, uh, 120 miles a day is going to add up by the end of the week. Well, listen, I get that. I'm just saying it's good to be the king. <laughs> oh, I love it. So uh, let me quickly run through a couple of things that we have to run through, and then I want to talk about uh, at least one signing already that's happened from a college. Well, we'll there's been a couple. So. Okay, you got them. Uh, so I know of one for sure. Um, anyway, the NCHC tournament, as I said, will be Thursday. And, I'm sorry, the uh, NCAA West Regional in Loveland will be um, Thursday and Saturday, and uh, Denver is already locked into that at at somewhere uh, anywhere from one to two, I would guess, in the seating range. We don't know who else will be there, um, but uh, so that's going to be it for sure. And, and by the way, uh, Lindenwood just scored five unanswered in the third and and won eight to three. There's a celebration going on, and uh, Stephen Marsh is right smack in the middle of it. So this is going to be good. I love it. Behind you on that. <laughs> this is going to be good. The boys are moving up, folks. Lindenwood Lions, hello. Um, 
So anyway, uh, congratulations to the Lindenwood Lions. It's uh, what a great, what a great way to uh, to get it and to uh, to capture um, a championship. It's a brutal championship, and man, oh man, what a job they did. Um, okay, so enough of that. Uh, the NCAA regionals in Loveland will be Thursday and Saturday. I keep repeating myself, but it's worth repeating, folks. Uh, get to the Budweiser Event Center if you can, if you're out here in the West, because. It'll be fantastic hockey, no matter who's in it with Denver. The the facility is beautiful. No masks, no restrictions. Just come on in and watch some great hockey because it's back to normal in Loveland. So that's going on there. The Atlantic hockey, as we talked about, going on. Then the other tournaments that will be played, uh, we will all know, and uh, we will have a broadcast Sunday night after the uh, selection show, our usual Sunday night show. Then we will go. Oh, okay, let me stop this. We will go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and who knows? We may just go every night. <laughs> uh, There's so much to talk about that we got we to gotta, we gotta hype this because... Uh, maybe we take this one day at a time? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me tell you right now, though. Um, the, uh, the college hockey scene, which was supposed to be depleted, maybe even eliminated right. some teams with the start of the pandemic is stronger right now than ever before. And I mean, ever. Well, listen, yeah, I, there's no question. Okay. So on that note, <laughs> I, just, jump, I, mean, listen, I know, I mean, you know, I know you, you, you had it the way it was. Uh, hey, Lindenwood's getting hats this year. Are they? Championship hats. How cool is that? They'll get their medals. They'll get their uh, trophy. But they're getting handed out hats now as they get ready to go through the handshake line. So that's pretty cool. Did Zombo promise you one? Nah, he hasn't promised me anything. I don't even know if he's on the ice. Knowing knowing Rick, he's probably back in the locker already. <laughs> Doing a in his books. office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, congratulations, Lindenwood Lions. Okay, so as would happen normally every year, right. uh, when the hockey season comes to an end for teams and they know they're not going to the uh, NCAA tournament, you start to hear about teams um, professional teams signing players. You right. told me you have two of them. Well, yeah, they'll. Uh, today it was announced in various places that uh, now former Sun Devil Jack Becker signed with the Idaho Steelheads. Oh, hold on a minute. So he's joining Willie Neerum? He is joining Willie Neerum. Who left earlier this year at Christmas time or so. Correct. Um, and I, I believe Idaho is the is the Vegas affiliate, is it not? ECHL affiliate, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so teammates will now be frenemies, as uh, now former Sun Devil Johnny Walker is now a member of the Utah Grizzlies, the East Coast League affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche. Um, And they will actually face off this weekend. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That'll be fun to watch. That will be fun to watch. And just, right. just an update, Coach Zombo is on the ice. He does have a hat in his hand. Uh, so, uh, once again, congratulations to the Lindenwood Lions. 
I'm just asking, is that yours? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. You sure? <laughs> uh, now you're uh -oh. telling me I got to wear black and gold pom-poms for them too? Oh, you wear <laughs> pom-poms. It doesn't matter for these. <laughs> By the way, just as an extra aside, okay, um, on the Idaho, on the Idaho Steelheads, if I am reading this correctly, and I'm just going to check it out to make sure. Okay, um, on that Idaho team, yes, and I am is another former Sun Devil. And David Norris yeah. played his last year at ASU when Johnny Walker was a freshman. So, yep, interesting, isn't it? So you got, uh, you know, and obviously he's going to be a little closer to Willie Neerham and, and and Jack Becker, but you know, and and David Norris was 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 the connection to the ACHA team, was he not? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. All things come full circle, right? It it certainly seems that way, right? Six degrees of of hockey bacon, uh, whatever you, however you want. <laughs> hockey bacon, I love it. I love it. And by the way, our own Stephen Marsh is uh, in the camera shot right now as uh, they're handing out the uh, medals to the Lindenwood Lions. <laughs> I love it. Way to go, Stephen. That's the way to work it. Well, he's got to get that FaceTime. I haven't. It, it, I'm not up to that yet on my screen, but uh, I don't yeah, know it, why it's looking it's good. So different. Yeah, it's looking good. I love it. Uh, but, great job, Hockey TV, too, of uh, providing all the coverage. I know that's a difficult task, and great to see it. So, um, <laughs> some our, our guest on on is saying, "Take the mask off, Paul." <laughs> yeah, well. I love it. it. Stop stealing that's, my That's mind. why this is live, folks. We love this. So yeah, tell your also, friends, interact also, with us. It's also audio. It's not like anybody can see my face, which is good for us. We don't want to scare anybody away. So. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's neat stuff that guys get to uh, um, make their dreams come true. I know in Johnny Walker's case, it was uh, announced that he's uh, signed for the rest of the year, which means it's – not going to be a long time, about a month or so, but gets his no. feet wet and gives him a chance to show. Um, and, of course, uh, the Utah Grizzlies are the ECHL affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche. Correct. That's who, by I the way, traded today uh, Tyson Jost, for a North, former North Dakota product, for our favorite player. And I, and I know I, I speak for you, too, and you say this is our favorite player since we started covering college hockey, and that Nico is Sturm. Nico Sturm. What a what a great what, was he the best interview and the most fun to watch uh, at the uh, uh, Arizona State tournament about what four years ago three years ago? Yeah, no, he was fun and 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 probably was the best player in that tournament too. By the way, if I remember correctly, yeah, and and it's carried over. He was not drafted, signed by the uh, Wild, and has right. been just a face-off gem for them, which is why they 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 have wanted him for two reasons. I was told today. Number one is face-off skill, and number two is strength because uh, they felt they might be a little bit light uh, to make a deep playoff run, and Nico Sturm will bring the strength. There's well, no doubt sure. about that. That kid is uh, he's a warrior, big dude. Big a dude. German warrior. Yeah, big dude. <laughs> so, 
Okay, so, so that's basically what... there is nothing going on, right? I mean, I said at the oh. beginning of the show, there's not a whole lot going on. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, and, you always uh, tell me, how are we going to get through an hour? Uh, well, we got through an hour. Nothing to well, talk about. Well, listen, I, I stopped saying that. You know, I stopped saying that a while ago. <laughs> uh, you can lie about it if you want, but <laughs> I used to worry about that a lot. How are we going to get through this? But that's yeah. Just, and Chris Mayotte summer, apparently did problem. not get home in time or decided that he's tired of talking to us and he'll do it sometime when he feels like it. So, uh, Coach, we, we appreciate all that you've done for us all year long and just continue to grow that program. Paul, it's going to be so fun this summer, and I know you always worry about that too, about what are we going to have to talk about. But we have new teams coming on. We have new players coming in. Uh, just the goaltending conversation uh, in the teams that we cover. And by the way, um, in April, we'll have an announcement of three new teams that we're adding to our coverage area. Um, so we'll what, are you uh, cloning yourself. How many games <laughs> do you expect me to watch at one time? <laughs> well, you're going to need a couple of tablets probably. Um, and Lindenwood is now skating around the rink with the, uh, the trophy. Um, the last one that they will earn at the ACHA D one level, unless they add a team, um, because this group of guys has earned the opportunity to play at the NCAA level. Uh, I'll bring it to you live when the news, the press conference goes on uh, Monday at Lindenwood University in beautiful Maryland Heights, uh, Missouri. Um, okay, so uh, one more one more time, we got to talk about the uh, the, uh, the tournaments that's going on. Uh, I will be embarking on a 13-hour drive from Denver to St. Paul, Minnesota tomorrow. Um, Half a day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> True. In my By the life. way, I, I'll, I'll just say this as I watch the stream here with because I still have two and a half to go in, in my version of this game. Uh, I do have to say I do like the, this nice, clean, white sweater that Lindenwood wears. Yeah. Are you like surprised that. at that with Rick Zombo in charge of this? Are you surprised at all? No, you're not. Uh, just, Rick is as old school as it gets. I was just saying, it's a nice, clean look. I don't know about the, I don't know about the, the whatever. I would assume it's black, but um, I like this white, really, really nice. Black and gold. That is the Lindenwood Lions, and our own Stephen Marsh getting all the action shots. <laughs> I love it. Way to go, Stephen. You are going to be so tired tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, oh, but he's in his twenties. Get over it. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, this week it'll be NCHC Talk. Paul and I will definitely be on on Friday and Saturday night. Um, I'll be live from uh, XL Energy Center on the podcast. So tune into the special podcast because that's going to be uh, a whole bunch of fun as we see what the best conference in college hockey has to bring. And we also have our eyes open to anything that happens uh, with the Air Force Falcons, who, by the way, they might sneak into the tournament. I whispered it because they're Cinderella with a glass slipper. Good job, coach. Good job. Uh, He's the best. Absolutely the best. Um, Okay. And I'm sure he improvised that too. He had no intentions of. It's just so (laughs) unlike him. They, They were setting up the Zoom and they were testing the mics, and he walked in and said, Testing the mics. He's yelling at the top of his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Love that guy. Uh, he is the greatest thing Best. in college hockey. Uh, <laughs> put anyway. Him in charge, people. Put him in charge. 
congratulations to Jack Becker, Johnny Walker for signing their uh, first professional contracts and uh, go make the best of it, boys. Move on up the ladder, ECHL, AHL, NHL, just keep on moving. Um, Paul and I will be back, as I said, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to uh, to bring you the uh, recaps. <laughs> uh to bring you the recaps and uh, of course jordan and i will be back monday paul will be back in on tuesday next week and uh guess what we might have a special guest on tuesday night I'm like, I'm like, well, people are going to be worried if i run i might run out of things to say oh no they won't be worried but we might actually bring in the head coach from the newest ncaa hockey team on the landscape augustana hired a coach <laughs> oh, keep going my friend keep going um anyway we'll say good night and uh we'll ask everybody to tune in for uh the best of the nchc and atlantic hockey this weekend college hockey southwest weekly from the summer skate studios has been brought to you by burrito express our family recipes to your table the place in the east valley for great taste and great value top golf our one-of-kind experiences bring your gathering to another level. Go to TopGolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving the Fort Collins, Loveland, and Windsor area since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or PetersonToyota.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Black Bear Diners, whether it's our Friday Fish Fry or the Prime Rib Specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at blackbeardiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, come and get our slow-smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Legion Stadium events or 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Buy M-Drive, refine your drive and don't let age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well uh, said, my friend, and we will say goodnight and uh, wish me all luck, folks. It's a 13-hour trek from Denver to St. Paul, and I'm looking forward to it. Got to see the grandson, too. He's well, a two-year-old now. That's, so. really weird. that's really why you're going. Don't and, 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 of course, the, the executive producer uh, is waiting for me as well. So we look forward to uh, maybe not. Is that what you say? Maybe not. You're just I, going I say like... prove that. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Hope the weather is nice in St. Paul and uh, safe travels to any, anybody that's traveling up there or even to the West Regional. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, this is the best time of year for college hockey. Six more wins for somebody to crown the uh, 
the uh, new champion of the NCAA Men's Division I um, Hockey Championships. Uh, Cam Wright told me today they weren't going to celebrate anything until they were doing it in Boston. So I just simply said, see you in Boston, Cam. (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing on my uh, burgundy and gold? Pom-poms? No, because uh, if they... uh... If they if they're if they're the winning team on Saturday night, they're going to celebrate. Who are you kidding? Come on, I mean, will it be like celebrating national championship? No, of course not. But you're going to be like, uh, nah, we don't want the trophy. Let's we'll give it back. Yeah, That's Cam told happening. me that in five years of college hockey, this is the first year that he's won a trophy. Uh, of course, his okay. other years were spent at Bowling Green, but he was able to lift the uh, the gold pan. He was able to lift the Penrose, and he doesn't want to finish it that way. So. Good luck to all the teams. Uh, we'll be there. I'll be there. Paul will be uh, in his basement. And <laughs> That's not unusual. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll have all the coverage for you and all the hockey talk next week. Uh, tomorrow night, make sure you join Stephen Marsh and myself. As, uh, maybe, maybe we'll have a, the same special guest Wednesday night this week, Tuesday night next week, because the champion of ACHA M1 Hockey is the Lindenwood Lions. Congratulations to the Lions, the coaching staff, and, of course, uh, my good friend, uh, Rick Zombo. Have a good night, everybody. Congratulations, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.